the very world of Milton Jones. Good evening, I'm Milton Jones. I'll tell you uh, what's a dangerous insect. Is that hepatitis B? <laughs> I went to the doctors the other day to get some meat and potatoes washed out of my nose and ears. He said I should eat more sensibly. <laughs> So here I am then, lying on the floor in Woolworths by the pick and mix, choking to death on a fun-sized chocolate bar. Suddenly there's a terrible pain across my chest. Excuse me, sir. Are you all right? My life begins to flash before my eyes. If it were a film, I would say the plot's all over the place, but the ending has an unexpected twix. <laughs> here we go. My guardian angel approaches. Yeah, thanks for your help. You did a really good job. Oh, be quiet, Milton. It's not my fault you're a great big greedy guts. Did you ask any one of the staff if you could help yourself to a Twix? Yeah. What did they say? Two fingers. Right. I know. This time, why don't we try and solve the problem by going inside your body? Keyhole surgery? Good idea. I'll get behind the door. No, no, I'm actually... <laughs> going to reduce you inside. Right, now we're inside your mouth. Well, at least I get to sit on this nice fur blanket. That's your tongue. <laughs> My teeth! Look at all those fillings. Apple, cherry, chicken and mushroom. Right, we need to dislodge the Twix stuff that's blocking your throat. Uh, uh, it's not shifting. Uh, it's as if the whole thing is surrounded by a force field. That's the wrapper. That's it! Someone's about to give you a drink of water, quickly! Hollow out what's left of the Twix into a canoe. I wish I'd had an arrow now, at least that would have floated. Jump in, we're going to go down your digestive system and into your gut, and we're going to be absorbed into the bloodstream. It's a normal day, really. stomach reminds me of a ride at Alton Towers. Mm -hmm. Especially the smell of vomit. <laughs> Don't you like fun fairs? Well, it swings and roundabouts, really. <laughs> well, I do like the seaside. In fact, recently I've been working for East Sussex Tourist Board, putting together promotional stuff for resorts on the south coast. Ooh, oh, I know. We've got a tape of the one you did for Hove. Have a listen. Imagine, if you will, you are in our fair town and you have a lovely lady on your arm. <laughs> Take her to the seafront. Show her the marina. Hove, it's such an exciting town. We've got a groovy kind of Hove. <laughs> the pavements are beautifully maintained. Hove. And once you've been here, you'll never want to leave. Hove. 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 Remarkable. It's a lot easier than the last place I had to promote. Where was that? Lowestoft. 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 
but my family have always loved the sea. Did you know that one of my ancestors was actually a pirate? Really? Oh, yeah. Originally, he was a ship's hairdresser working on the Barbary Coast. <laughs> then he became captain. And then one day, he actually invented piracy. It must be so hard to be the first at anything. Right, you lot! I'm sick of this sailor business. I've decided we're going to become pirates. What? Pirates, Mr. Mate! Pirates! What's a pirate? Well, uh, we steal things for, from things, and I'll kill whole lubbers, probably. And you shall know me as Captain Blackbeard. Yeah, you, you haven't got a Blackbeard, have you? I'll, I'll grow one. <laughs> what about the voice? You've got to have a pirate's voice. I've been working on that. Listen. Hello, you old dog. <laughs> I'm a pirate. <laughs> Maybe you should stick with your normal voice. Yeah, you're right. How will people know we're pirates, Captain, presently growing a black beard? Ah, I thought of that, Jim Boy. We'll fly a huge black flag with a large yellow flower in the middle. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't something like, I don't know, two crossbones with a skull above them be more frightening? Brilliant! And it shall be known as the Bonyface Cross Cross. Pieces of eight! Pieces of eight! What's that? It's my talking guillemot. Someday the shoulder of every pirate will be adorned with a large black cliff-dwelling seabird. Mm, isn't it a bit heavy? Why not go with something a bit lighter? Like a parrot. Silence, you scurvy queens. Mate. Or I'll make you run the board. Do what? It's a system of punishment I've invented, whereby the perpetrator runs across the wooden deck of the ship here till he be reaching the other side. <laughs> Scared yet? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me offer an alternative. The perpetrator walks out along a plank extended out over the shark-infested sea. All right. Uh, so long as no one gets hurt. <laughs> and now, you scurvy dogs, set sail for the five... Seven. Seven seas. <laughs> Hoist the bony face cross-cross with a yee-haw-hoo and a flagon of gin. <laughs> now the only pirate in the family is Uncle John and his crew. What does he deal in? Gold? Rare spices? Videos. Really? And even though he's hunted far and wide, no one's ever caught him. Why not? Well, it's their tracking. <laughs> Where are we? This is your stomach. Oh, look at all this stuff you couldn't digest. Chicken bones, bits of bubble gum, and a shopping trolley. Don't ask. <laughs> Why don't you look after yourself? This would never have happened with your opposite from a parallel universe. Not. Yes, Milton Smith. Hello, everyone. Milton Smith here, Harry Bay. Hello. Ooh. <laughs> oh, look at him. Magnificent. Not an ounce of fat on his body. All on his head. Uh, now, Milton Jones here has a terribly unhealthy lifestyle. Give him an idea of your kind of day. Oh, you know, up at six. An hour of running, an hour of swimming, then a sensible breakfast. Why, how do you start the day, Jones? An hour of football, an hour of rugby. Then what? Turn the TV off and go back to sleep. <laughs> Take no notice, Smith. <laughs> I spend the morning running my business, selling traditional third-world crafts. It's kind of non-profit-making, but you know, if you can give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. If you give him a net... You can play football with a fish. <laughs> Then in the afternoon, I like to go for a long walk in the hills. Uh, recently, I went fell walking in the Lake District. Really? No, recently I fell walking in the Lake District. 
Then it's back to the family castle for dinner. You've got a castle? How long does it take to inflate? <laughs> then I love to see my friends, or at least give them a call. Mind you, they're not phony friends, even though I might give them a call on the, uh, on the phone. <laughs> Can I just remind everyone I'm having a heart attack? Well, I keep myself fit with dangerous sports, you know, rock climbing, hang gliding. Pressing people's entry phones and then running away? Why would you want to do that? Oh, just for the buzz. <laughs> Mind you, don't slip on that Twix on your way out. What? I've lost patience with sport. I see at the next Olympics, one of the events is going to be making jelly. On your mark, set! <laughs> I always think the scariest moment in any race must be when you meet all the other competitors in the tunnel. Good luck. Thanks. Yeah, good luck. Cheers. What's your fastest time for the 100? 27.4. 27.4? <laughs> <laughs> You're not very good. <laughs> what about you, mate? 28.3. <laughs> I thought I was going to be up against it. <laughs> this should be a doddle. Right, gentlemen, if you'd like to come and warm up by the pool. <laughs> pool? <laughs> I got really annoyed recently when I accidentally saw an entire football match. I wanted to watch the results come up on the news. <laughs> your health hasn't let you down before. Have you been ill much? Oh, yeah. Dandruff, psoriasis, ringworm. That's just off the top of my head. <laughs> Once I was given six months to live. Oh, no. By my classmates if I didn't change to another school. <laughs> In fact, I remember once I caught cholera off a plastic bag. Obviously, the plastic bag didn't actually have cholera. It's an inanimate object, not an organism. I mean, obviously... Uh, it's just a carrier. Well, you don't want to see the doctor too often. Unless it's George Clooney, of course. I'll tell you who likes George Clooney. The Queen. Really? Yeah. That's why she's got ER written all over her stuff. <laughs> Can't be easy being a member of the royal family. You know how you get a picture of someone? I remember the time I was actually granted an interview. It wasn't what I expected. Uh, can I ask you, what do you think when you wake up each morning and remember that you're queen? Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Hmm, yeah. Now, what do you say when people criticise Prince Charles? He's just a poor boy from a royal And what did you think when Prince Andrew announced he was marrying Fergie? Sparing his life from his People say you have a silly voice. For example, how would you say the name of your favourite astronomer? Galileo! <laughs> how would Prince Philip say? Galileo! <laughs> Talking about Prince Philip, there are rumours that you two don't get on. What did you get him for your anniversary? Dynamite! <laughs> Is that because he's completely... <laughs> right, finally, silly question, I know, but I have to ask. What do you clean the palace floors with? Yes. <laughs> really? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Where would you like to go on holiday? Hove. 
life and times and intestine of Milton Jones. I can't swim in this stuff any longer. I'll tell you where's a really dangerous place to swim. It's that hepatitis C. in your intestine, but I can't find where. You could have a look in the appendix. Oh, I wish I knew the way. It's not easy to do something that hasn't been done before. <laughs> ah, here we are then, my new pirate hearties. Treasure Peninsula. It's an island. <laughs> Treasure Island, yes. Now, where's my treasure chest? Uh, hold on. You, you've got a parrot now. Where's the guillemot? The guillemot is a heavy bird and it pecked my head. <laughs> I'll hear no more about it. Here's the treasure. Captain Three Days' Growth of a Black Beard. Right, Jim, my lad, my boy. Let's take it to the bank. <laughs> the bank? Well, why don't you bury it? What would I want to do that for? Because it's secretive and dangerous and devil may care. Banks are for people in dark grey business suits and bowler hats, which I was meaning to talk to you about, by the way. <laughs> if I does bury my treasure, how will I find it again? You draw a map. Of course! A map of treasure! That sounds very piratey. Yes, Anne, I've marked the location of the treasure with a big black W. <laughs> w? Yeah. W marks the spot. <laughs> It'll become the international language of treasure finding. Surely an X would be better. You'd know to dig in the centre, you see. With a W, you'd be all over the place. Enough! Button your lip, you scoundrel, or I'll split you down the middle with my vicious spoon. <laughs> Captain? What? Still think you should have gone for the hook. <laughs> Inside Milton Jones, listening to his life, his times, and his cardiovascular system. So, um, how did you end up making up songs for the council? Well, when I left school, I wanted to write tunes for supermarkets, but I failed to get into the Royal College of Music. <laughs> so instead, I got a job in the town planning department. Thank you, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, and it is my privilege to reveal to you today our plans for the new road system. The model is to scale, and as you can see, there will be two lanes of traffic running from the A489, down this incline, then up over the St. Arngate shopping centre, then looping the loop and down where it joins the main track. Construction is of orange plastic. Uh, excuse me, sorry. Did you say looping the loop? Yes, obviously it will mean that all the vehicles will have to be super fast. Super fast? Yes, or fitted with whiz wheels. Sorry, sorry, I, I'm not very technical, but if this is to scale, then you're also planning to attach the road to a huge chest of drawers at the side of the town about 500 feet high. Look, the cars have got to zoom down the track fast enough to loop the loop, or they're all going to fall onto the shopping centre below. Is that what you want? No, no obviously. No, obviously. No. Over here by the library is the crossover, where one car leaps into the air and crosses onto the other track. Uh, if it doesn't smash into the car that's coming the other way. And I've put the ring of fire over there next to B-Jams. Mr. Jones, this is unacceptable. But you haven't heard my plans for the housing estate made from special coloured bricks from Denmark. You can't build a town like this. No, you can't. I'm going to have to ask my dad to help when he gets home from work. Actually, I never had many toys when I was a child. 
We could afford them, we just didn't have them. In fact, my parents ran a shop called Toys Are Not Us. <laughs> but it wasn't an easy time for my parents either. I remember Dad coming home and telling Mam that the pit was closing and there'd be no more work. He sat down in his chair and wailed aloud at the top of his voice. Possibly the wrong moment to play the old drawing pin on the chair trick. <laughs> I never trusted what adults said. For instance, every Christmas I'd eagerly open my Santa Claus man trap only to find it was full of dead pigeons. <laughs> and storybooks for children are the worst. In fact, I've made some remarkable discoveries. The Wind in the Willows by Kenneth Graham The mole had been working hard all morning, spring-cleaning his little home. First with brooms, then with dusters. Then on ladders and steps and chairs. The Beginning of the Wind in the Willows, a book that millions of children have been allowed to read. But tonight in the Very Jones Report, we will be asking the question, is it all a pack of lies? <laughs> to test the veracity of the book's claims, our first experiment was to put a mole, a rat and a toad into a rowing boat on a river. <laughs> I've been here just 30 seconds. It's absolute carnage. The rat has already killed the toad and is now chewing on the bloated corpse of the mole who's lying face down in the water. I'm here in Barlini Prison, Glasgow, with Chief Prison Officer Ian McLeish. Tell us, has anyone tried to escape from here? No, well, someone stole a guard's uniform. Did they escape? No, no, we recognised them quite easily. Now, suppose that that someone had tried to dress up as a washerwoman. Sorry? A washerwoman? Well, all washing is carried out by contractors off-site. But what if it was a toad dressed as a washerwoman? <laughs> a toad? You're not from the psychiatric wing, are you? <laughs> My claims left an experienced prison guard apparently speechless. And yet, every day, children can pick up this book and treat it as fact. We asked Nina Bayliss, Chief Education Officer for the Borough of Hounslow, for an interview, but she declined. However, she did issue the following statement. The Wind in the Willows is a classic of children's literature. At no time have we pretended that the events it portrays are true, and we do not believe it is unduly frightening. Now please stop writing and phoning me in the night. <laughs> I am now about to test Miss Bayliss's theory by breaking into her house. Dressed as a weasel. Here goes. Ow! Who's that? I come from the... Wild wood! Are you frightened yet? Bruno. Kill the weasel. Get off! Get off! That was the Burry Jones report. Kill him. Ow! Next week, Watership Down. Do rabbits really talk? Or was Art Garfunkel just subsidising his chain of restaurants? <laughs> I'll tell you what's a quick and easy game to play, is that find us fish fingers. <laughs> you rip off the packet and there they are. <laughs> We're nearly at your heart now. Not many people have got this far. Oh, I don't know. There have been a few. Her name was Sue which was confusing because she was also a Native American and a lawyer. <laughs> She'd been adopted by Cherokees and they made a fine sight with their vast array of jeeps. 
When I saw her, we'd both noticed a man with a precarious headdress. We hit it off immediately. <laughs> I remember the day we rode bareback into the mountains. We both got very sunburned. From there, we watched an enormous landslide beneath us, and as a result, later submitted an idea for a television program called Prairie on the Little House. <laughs> to prove my love for her, she said that I must jump off a cliff attached to a tree with only a piece of rope round my ankle, and as I fell, cry out her name. Unfortunately, on my way down, I shouted, Geronimo. It's all so romantic. Apparently, in Apache, there is no word for lie. Well, that's what they told me. <laughs> I was in a real mess after that. I went to a course called Coping with Being Single, uh, but I was the only one who turned up. Ah, <laughs> oh, but am I right in saying you were a therapist yourself for a while? Well, what do you think? Would you like me to have been a therapist? That'll be 200 pounds, please. <laughs> yes, you were, weren't you? Oh, yes. In fact, I ran a very successful assertiveness training course. Okay, everyone. Are you ready? I'm going to take the lid off the box. Come on, you can do it. Come on. Boo. 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 Very good, very good. I think we're nearly ready to move on to the goose now. <laughs> In some respects, it was a bit too successful. I made the mistake of collecting the tuition fees at the end of the course. 30 quid? The course was never worth 30 quid. <laughs> yeah, are you trying to rip us off? Boo! 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 One of my earliest memories was sitting in my high chair shouting, Juice! At the time, I didn't realise, but my parents were grooming me to be a tennis umpire. <laughs> and so I learned to hate tennis and everyone who plays it. Hi, Jones. Hi, Smith. And hi, sexy. <laughs> Anyone for tennis? Come on, Jones, we're going to have to get you fit. You've got to serve to save the match. I'll take this end. <laughs> Uh, no, overarm. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> what are you doing, Milton? You're supposed to use a tennis ball, not a chisel. He said he liked dangerous sports. No! no. Shall I serve again? I'll get you for this, Jones! Well, I feel a whole lot better now. <laughs> So do I, funnily enough. Oh, can we do that thing, you know, where you let me listen to the tapes from other people's lives, you know, things that went wrong? Oh, all right. Um, let's see. What have we got? Mum, Dad's here, covered in yellow stuff. You're not fit to look after them, are you? You know what the judgment when he said custody. <laughs> Here's another one. This is Graham Leonard. He's a rather unsuccessful TV producer. And so here's the pitch. It's a new kid's puppet show, and it's set in a meat and cheese shop, and it's called Deli Tubbies. <laughs> oh, and, 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 and 
here's your pirate ancestor again. Cannot but notice, Captain, that you've uh, sewn your arm off. Every pirate worth his salt shall have a wooden arm. Leg. <laughs> Bother! <laughs> so, here we are at last. This is your heart. I've got you this far, but only you, Milton Jones, can unlock the secrets of your own heart. Hmm, rather good that. Goodbye! All alone now, just me and my body. <laughs> I tell you, what's a dangerous breakfast cereal? Is that hepatitis special K? <laughs> I was watching Blue Peter the other day, uh, who's a neighbour with really bad circulation. <laughs> I said to him, Peter, why don't you get a pacemaker? He said, I can't even run, let alone keep up with someone. <laughs> Of course, if you want to liven up a trip to the doctors, the best thing to do is to pretend that he's Doctor Who. So you go in and you say, So, you are the Doctor. <laughs> Sometimes they go along with it, don't they? <laughs> and they show you into this room that's really small on the outside, and on the inside it's really padded. <laughs> Hang on, no wonder I've got chest pains. Look, all the blood corpuscles are blocking the arteries, and some of them are digging tunnels into the heart wall. I can actually hear them protesting. <laughs> of course, they must have heard there's going to be a bypass. Hang on, I'm a town planner. I know how to get round this. Hey, this, under the Road Traffic Act, bylaw section 7, subpara D, I hereby revoke and annul the bypass. <laughs> Highly illegal, of course. I'll never work for the council again. I'll say goodbye to home. <laughs> Where will I find another job as a municipal jingle maker? Hello? Yes? What? Yes, I write promotional jingles for cities. Where? A small town in America. It's on the way to San Jose. <laughs> Catch the last train to Clarksville. Get off at Nutbush City Limits. And it's between 23 and 25 hours from Tulsa. <laughs> no, sorry, I don't think I'd be able to come up with anything. <laughs> the very world of Milton Jones, starring Milton Jones. It also starred Alexander Armstrong and Joanna Scanlon. The show was written by Milton Jones, with Dan Evans, John Holmes and Andy Hurst, Mark Evans and James Barkman, and Mike Haskins. The producer was David Tyler, and the programme was a positive production for the BBC.